We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 164. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the, I think this is my favorite title I've ever made for a podcast. It's, it is Potential Freeze. Jeez Louise. Don't you think that's creative? You really don't care, do you? Um, that's, that's right up there. That was so creative. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like one of the top 164 titles we have. Uh, yeah, it is. I think. Yeah, we we should have that. Uh, we should have a a contest. Yeah. But just so you know, I'm done with cold. I am done with cold too. But you know who's not done with cold? Or doesn't have a choice to be done I with know. cold? <laughs> we have special guest in the studio today. Traveled. Over 3,000 miles just to be with us on the podcast. Well, Literally I don't think the that, only reason he came. Yeah, just, just the podcast. You've heard him before. We've done a phone interview, but he's here live with us. Stuart Langer, welcome to the podcast. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Boop, boop. And he's got the best radio voice I've ever heard. <laughs> it, it's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so, is it freezing up there? Um, today, actually, we were above freezing up there. It was about really? 45 degrees. Oh, uh, today. So Everything's it's like a melt. heat wave here in Branson. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Just go jump in. Over, the, over the weekend, it wasn't. Um, they actually broke a lot of records this weekend. Uh, Friday, when we flew out to come down, it was negative 29 that morning. Wow. Um, and so it broke two records uh, because it was negative. The, the previous cold record was negative 16. And the high record, it also broke it because it only got up to three. Um, <laughs> and then wow. um, on Saturday, it was negative 30, and so it broke that record again. Um, so, yeah. And uh, we, broke another, we broke another record today, actually, because it was the longest streak ever of less than 40 degrees. Um, and so the, we hadn't been above 40 degrees since November 11th. Well, um, okay. 183 days. Now, you sent us something. Was it last week? We yeah. mentioned on the podcast that the that the oh, we have, well, well. Let's mention first. You're you're you live in North Pole, Alaska. Yes. Hang out with Santa and the elves. No, uh, I'm sure you that's you've never heard that before. Santa's house actually is about three miles from my house. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally, literally, uh, the, there is Santa Claus house. Um, San, wow. there, there's a guy Mrs. named Santa Claus. Claus. Makes cookies. And... Santa Claus owns it. It's actually a tourist <laughs> a tourist spot, just like here in Branson. Wow. Um, and uh, uh, big guy, white beard, you know. And uh, he changed his name to Santa Claus, and he's actually on the board of aldermen. He literally ran as Santa Claus, and you had to vote for Santa Claus. That's cool. insane. That's insane. Yeah. That's like something would do. You know, you know I, I, I turn to go to my house on, Mistle, on Mistletoe Lane. That's Mistletoe it, it, Lane? It's, it's, it's on my way there. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure everything is probably oh, yeah. Christmas Can- Santa related. Yeah, up there. candy canes and yeah, you got it. Candy Cane Avenue Street or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, wow. all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, here, here's a question. When they decorate for Christmas, I bet it just goes wild. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and just as early as it does here in Branson. Oh, so you're going to see Christmas stuff up in October. You I know. tell you, yeah, they they <laughs> they start getting ready. Uh, for people who are not from this area, Branson is a tourist town, and Christmas season technically starts in Branson the close to the first day of November, and they prepare the last couple of weeks of October. They start putting those. What is it the the, the, not the signs, the you know what I'm talking about the street things or the candy. The, the, the street lights and yeah, all that stuff. Candy yeah, the canes and stuff, and so they turn everything on. But I bet it's nuts. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but we did a radar scope uh, mile marker, <laughs> you know, distance thing. You're about 13 miles from Fairbanks, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. so the, we're southeast of Fairbanks, and Fairbanks is kind of in the middle of the state. I yep. mean, central. It's, yeah, because you're not on the coast or anywhere. Wow. So your high this time of year is 
Um, Are you in the four? I mean, you buffering? We'll, we'll be in the forties. We'll be in the forties right now. Uh, so it's like somebody turned the switch on um, today, <laughs> and so so we're now in the forties, twenties at night, um, wow. and uh, uh, we're in a big valley there. It's a big bowl, so we're surrounded oh. by mountains, and so um, a couple hundred miles south of us is Denali, um, okay. and so uh, on a really, really, really clear day, you can see the peak of Denali um, even oh. that far because we're in a valley, and so it's just flat as flat can be. Um, and interesting enough, you know, we're only um, like a couple hundred feet above sea level. Okay. So, so actually, you guys are higher in elevation in All Branson right. than we are. Because right here at the head at the headquarters, we're about 800, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then, yeah, because Taney Como is seven, 710. Is that depending on where you're at? Yeah, about, yeah, about seven. Then, and then Table Rock is about nine. 12 or 915 power right. pool. So, I mean, to get to my house, you go up a little thing, you know, a little hill, Mount Branson. So it's, it's about 800. So, so it's kind of like, uh, kind of like, I'm not, I'm not comparing it, but like the swamps, like in, in Florida and Louisiana, there, there's places that's actually below sea level. Right. So you're just down in the mountain. Yeah. We're down the valley. Or down and the valley, down yeah. valley. Yeah. And it's, yeah, we're like a couple hundred feet and above sea level. And a bit colder too. Down there. Right, because actually where we are in North Pole is one of the lowest points in the valley. Um, oh, and so wow. so I live right next to Chena Lakes. And so um, typically North Pole runs uh, five to seven degrees colder than Fairbanks. And yeah. my buddy that lives right down the road, uh, two or three miles will run five degrees colder than me at my house. Wow. Um, so uh, a year ago when we were we had the really, really cold spell and we got down to negative 49 at my house, he was at negative 58. <laughs> And it's sat there for 36 <laughs> hours without moving because there's no radiant heat from the sun. And oh, so right. and so the so the thermometer never moved for 36 hours. I can't imagine. It's crazy. Shara would have a <laughs> I conniption. Would have been a popsicle. Yeah. Well you'd have a conniption, but you're like, I want out of here. <laughs> Pretty wow. much. Wow. Okay, well, I have a question before we get because I'll probably forget, but from where you're at now, you're mm-hmm. you're up there. You're north latitude. Can you see the northern lights? Oh man, get... really? Can I see them? They dance all over the, on top of my oh. house. And you don't send us pictures. Um, I posted some, um, but I can share pictures. Oh, we'll uh, we'll post them on our site. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, send, you, I'll send you some or um, video. I, I'll be honest with you. Northern lights are really hard to take pictures of, and even with yeah. an iPhone, I can't take good pictures of it. So yeah. usually, what it is, I've been out watching it, and then I'll steal my other friends' pictures from the same area <laughs> okay. because because they take good pictures. And 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 you, even with a uh, camera, I was there. Yeah, exactly. Right, I, right. I was there. It was in my area. <laughs> um, and so uh, with a, with a camera, you can take good pictures. And what you have to do is you have to leave an open exposure um, to <sighs> to, to pick them up. Um, um, but yeah, I've had the Northern Lights. I mean, literally. Yeah. You know, so there's there's something called the KP index. I don't know if you ever researched that a little bit about KP it. Index, but yes. it has to do with the magnetic fields of the Earth and the solar flares and those kind of things. And that's what regulates the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. And so I have uh, Facebook pages that we follow, and they'll go, "Oh, the Northern Lights are going to be really good tonight," and they they gauge it on a one to ten ratio. Um, and just a few weeks ago, um, I was flipping through there, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it's a ten right now." And I've never seen a ten before, like sevens and eights. It's, it's high. Okay. And so I told Stacy, I said, oh, it's dark outside. Go open the door and walk outside. And the Northern Lights are right over our house, like a river of green going right over the top of the house. And it's dancing and it's moving and it's flowing. And I mean, it was awesome. Okay. You know, I do, I do have a question because I've tried to find this on YouTube. Sorry, Corey and Shira. I'm having fun talking to Stuart right now. Uh, <laughs> no, um, Let us know when you want us back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let yeah. Go take a break. Yeah. Research your fun facts or whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, my... Okay, I, I look at this on YouTube, and everything I see on YouTube regarding the Northern Lights is usually a time lapse, and they're moving. Yes. Okay, I can't find anything that's like real time. I mean, how do they move real time? Is can you see them actually move oh, slowly? Oh yeah, no. Um. Uh. You know. You know. Picture. Picture like Lake Tinicomo. All right. About that speed. Because Lake Tinicomo doesn't flow real fast, you no, know. But it's you like can it's, see it, it. it's like three mile an hour, you know, or something, and you can kind of see it move. But now there are sometimes but not so much as until you're on it. Like you can't really look at it and see it moving, but when you're on it, yeah, you can feel it. But but it's not fast. Yeah, it, it's like you just kind of floating down. Okay. Yeah, and and so and so and it depends, right? Because because sometimes it really does move quicker. Oh yeah. Uh, and then sometimes it just sits there stagnant, you know, and just right over the top of it. I've seen swirls. I've seen all kinds of stuff. Um, I know uh, earlier this winter I was driving home and and. I have tinted windows on my truck, and it's pitch black outside, and I could see the northern lights 
over like the area where our house is through my tinted windows. I mean, it was wow, so, bright. so bright. So, so, so it's like ten wow. below, and I roll down the window while we're driving down the highway because the lights are amazing. Instantly, everything in your truck froze. Right, <laughs> and my wife, and she's like, "Roll up the window," and I'm like, "Okay." And so, so I call my son, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, get, get out of the house, go out back, go look." Yeah. And uh, he, I get home, and the lights were gone by the time we got there. It uh, already oh, moved on okay. uh, because because it 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 moves and it, it changes. Comes in spurts and, he goes, and stuff. Yeah. He's like, "Dad, you should have seen it." He goes, it was unbelievable. It's like somebody had turned on the lights outside. It was so bright. I could see the barbecue grill. I could see everything in the backyard. It just totally lit up the whole yard. And I'm like, oh, my God. yeah, that's so so it, it, it can be really incredible. That makes me want to go. Uh, you, you need like to. I said, you, you should go in the wintertime. It, it's amazing. Well, we talked a little bit before the pod, before we started recording, but was like, I would love to visit up there. I don't know if I want to live up there, but to, to visit even a week you yeah. know, or whatever, just, just to see... You know, because Anchorage is on the coast, basically. Yes. But Fairbanks is kind of in the middle. And wow. My that. parents have cruised to Alaska, but. No, Corey's, not cruising. Always, Corey's always wanted to cruise there. I've always chose the Caribbean cruises. You, you know well, what? But, 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 it, but in the summertime, it's warm. Now, now on the, actually, the cruises are fairly cold because um, you're getting up next to glaciers and that kind of That's stuff. That's what they and, say to and pack so, coats and stuff. Yeah, it's like, pretty chilly. And they said on the like the days that they were going by, some of the like glaciers and things, like there's like nobody on the deck because it's too cold. Yeah, but, but you, yeah. Know, you know, just like you guys in June and July, we can hit 100 degrees in Fairbanks. You can. Yeah, uh, Fairbanks is like top five in the world for um, most extreme temperature difference from hot to cold. Because you, you had said something, Corey, at one point that yeah. you know that a lot of times they are way warmer than we are, yeah. even down here. So when is your summer? Same. Same as ours. It's the same. It, it, it's just a shorter period, right? And, and so, so we're just now. We don't have any leaves on the trees yet, right? I haven't seen grass up there since the middle of October. Wow. Okay, because we've had snow on the ground this whole time, Gosh. but but now in the with these temperatures in the 40s, it's going to melt really quick. See, there was there was 40 inches of snow on the ground when I left from the snowpack. <laughs> okay, so 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 to, we to, stress to, out over two, right? I know, yeah, I know. yeah. People get a panic, you know. You know, you know, to give you an idea, like the like the your metal chain link fence outside, mm-hmm. like I can see like eight inches of it. Wow! Because the snow is all yeah, the way 40, up. Yeah, 40. That would be that's half, yeah because six six foot is what 72 inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so so you know it's about three and a half feet. Wow. And and uh, but we've had over eighty inches of snow. Um, but it compacts, you know, and so yeah. but you know, I've got you know, I've got three feet of snow on my roof when I left. So do they have to build the roofs like extra strong there? Yeah, no, they, they, gonna say they do they do. So so the trestles are rated, you know, per square foot or whatever that they can handle this much weight. Um and so, you know, that they, they they're rated that way. Um but uh you know the the great thing about having the snow on the roof is it makes insulation, and so this year oh. keep your ass warm. Yeah, it does. That and so, makes, yeah. So so right off the bat, we got a 16 inch snowstorm this winter, and it was actually really good because right off the bat, I've got a, a nice snow layer on top of the roof um, to help us through the winter because it's so expensive to I heat up there. I never thought of that. Yeah, I would have thought they would have been up there trying to get the snow off the roof, but was because it, it would collapse in. Right, but wasn't one of your fun facts or something about igloos sometimes that it's like really warm inside, even though it's an well, igloo? Or it's something? the whole purpose of an igloo is that it it's keeps you really warm. You, you can heat an igloo with a can, with a candle. I mean, you know, you make you make a snow cave like that, and, and you can get. I mean, it's not going to be like take you know you know strip down to a t shirt. Oh, but, right. but, but I mean, but, but I mean, I mean, to sustain you, you absolutely. Wow, wow. How fun! It, I could talk to I could talk to Steve all day. Well, we're going to ask you throughout the podcast different things. We got sure. different things coming up, and so so be aware. We're going to pick your brain. <laughs> well, we are recording this on Monday, April twelfth, and uh, kind of kind of su- surprise uh, showers and thunderstorms tonight. They were not calling on that yesterday. Did you notice that, Corey? <laughs> they I, had nothing. Um, I was expecting a little something, but but overnight little shower of like a tenth of an inch possibly but i wasn't expecting the lightning no and and i wasn't expecting it this early in the the evening either me either and like i think it was 30 percent last night so of course you know i'm looking at the national weather service and when i make a post it's like oh okay well they're you know it may have a little bit of moisture to work with and then i get up this morning and they've got that slight risk in texas with that low-level jet kicking in and i read the uh forecast discussion uh, let's see. Part of it was the now. This is geeky talk, so 
We have we have some listeners who are really geeky. Uh, the NBM Thunder Chances and HREF MU Cape suggest pockets of weak instability, mainly along and south of Interstate 44, that could lead to a few embedded thunderstorms. So you understand what that is, Shara, right? I just heard thunder, so... <laughs> Oh, it is thunder. It's <laughs> rumbling outside. You know, I have an extra channel. I should actually put one in the window. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, um, anyway, with that sentence, I, I, that's why I love looking at the 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 AFD. I mean, we we had a, a podcast once. Everything in weather is an acronym. So AFD is the Area Forecast Discussion. Uh, NMB is the National Blended Models. They take a, a group of models uh, and put them into one. I mean, it's a nested, kind of a nested ensemble, basically. So that uh, in HREF is a, is a high, oh, what's that called? It's, it's, it's a model, but it's more of a, of a severe thunder model. Anyway, uh, MUK, most unstable energy, suggests pockets. So that's kind of what's going on. That We get that low-level jet coming in. It's kind of undercutting uh, what we have today. And actually, it got, what did it get? 72, 74 degrees today? Got a, it got at least 74 degrees today. Yeah. It, it was nice on Table Rock. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah, Stuart. I mean, you're enjoying from, you know, snow, and now oh, you're yeah. on the lake. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and Our high was 75.7. Wow. I'll, I'll blame the thunderstorms on us because uh, I wanted to see some thunderstorms while we're here because awesome. because you don't get to see even the the way the storms come in up there uh-huh. it's not the same as here you know because you don't have you know you know here you have the fronts that collide and it makes the the storm so much more intense yeah. and stuff like that and you don't get the fronts colliding up there they collide with mountains but not not the same way here oh okay because I can see if they're coming over and you got some like thermal dynamics or something going yeah. on you would you would. You would actually get thunder, right? Yeah, you, you can get thunderstorms, and but you hate them in the summertime there because we're worried about forest fires. And so there's a lot of forest fire issues there. Um, and with it being wide open spaces, they don't really do anything with them. They just let them burn. Oh, okay. So we get a lot of smoke problem because of that. Because unless it's affecting a community or something like that. Just let it burn because if you don't, it's going to burn next year. You know what I mean? You, you, oh, you, and so, okay. and so, so you'll fire is a natural thing. You know, in that case with a forest and an open forest where there's been no man interaction, mm-hmm. and so they just kind of let it do its own thing unless well, unless it's affecting something. It's else. It's kind of nature's way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I mean, an uninhabited area. You know, nature's going to send lightning. It's got to rejuvenate that and and make it. So that makes total sense. Yeah. But I bet you in a bowl, though, I mean, you you do have smoke problems, cause, right? Because oh, it can't go anywhere. And, and we have no wind. I mean, I, I, the, the, the area we live, there, there's basically no wind. And so, I mean, it just sits there. So what do you do? Just stay inside and keep your windows closed? Uh, dry. But, you know, you got you to gotta go out, oh. you know. Wow. Wow. Well, maybe I don't want to visit Alaska. I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and actually, not and, and, forest fire. But, but see, and, and then in the wintertime, we have trouble with thermal inversion mm-hmm. because we end up with a warm layer above that's holding down the cold layer. And it can't go anywhere. And it can't go anywhere because there's no wind. And so then everybody burns fire, you know, your fireplaces. Yeah. Oh, And yeah. so we end up with the condensation from that ends up making freezing fog at like 20 below because you're putting moisture in the air when right. you're burning the wood. And so then it will almost snow because because the humidity in the air is freezing and falling and so it will make like a freezing fog condition at 20 below uh because of the inversion layer and you can see the inversion layer because like you know the power plant's putting out steam or whatever Mm -hmm. out and Mm -hmm. you'll watch you'll watch it go up and then it just lays over and you can see where the inversion layer is because it's holding it down see that would be a great example of a cap well, yeah. we talk about the about the caps in 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 uh, you know it's I, I mean I can relate that to like the dog days of summer here mm-hmm. because you get that in, inversion layer layer but you get the cape and the humidity it can't go anywhere yeah. so that's why usually I put that in air quotes usually in August you get those you know high heat and bleh, and you can't even breathe so that makes total that makes total sense to so me. so people live in the in like the mountains around us and the hills around us and it's warmer. And it's, yeah, it's warmer because they're above the la- layer, so it'll be 20, 25 degrees warmer because you went up five hundred feet in elevation. That is too crazy. Yeah. Well, did, did you know what they're talking about freezing here again? Don't need that right now with everything in bloom. No. Ooh, nice thunder. Yes. It's booming outside. It is booming outside. Well, okay. Let, let me put my two cents in, and then Corey, you put your two cents in. I think somebody's hyping. <laughs> I mean. I heard a TV personality, I shall leave nameless, talk about, and that potential for freeze. Well, 
they cover the entire area, yeah. and I don't think we're going to get a freeze here in Branson. What do you think? I know we're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't checked Springfield's 42, over 42 is the lowest, I think, here. Yeah, it's not going to get there. Yeah, I mean, the latest I checked, uh, I'll have to check again here in a minute, but I think it said like 40, no, 38. I'm going to check again. But I checked my mom. My mom lives in Springfield, and she, uh, her grid... Uh, 39 is what they say right now for us. And her grid was 38. So I'm not sure where they're seeing the freeze. Um, Are they just saying it's going to get too cold for people that's got plants outside? Or is yeah. actually, No, that's why they do it. Yeah. Freeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's protect the, the plants because we're now in the growing season. So they have to do that. Um, but it, 38 and 39 is not going to hurt the plants. Maybe north you know. of Springfield in a valley somewhere. Um, I think it'd have but, to be way up there if that's going to happen. I don't. I don't think so. Um, but we are going into a colder, a cooler period. I mean, uh, we've got just a little chunk coming down, and it, it's going to keep us below average. I mean, the uh, I checked the average high for Springfield for today, Monday, is sixty six, and the average high is going to be seventy one by the third. Oh. I put 31st. <laughs> Guess what? April doesn't have to. <laughs> I guess I was just thinking 31 for some reason. I was looking at a graph that had everything on it. Right. Yeah. So it, I don't think it, you know, I, we're highs around 60. Our grid here in Branson is going to be in the 60s. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think this cold snap is going to be a biggie. I don't know. Well, for the next two weeks, the whole trending forecast is below average temperatures. You know, but as you said, the average temperatures in the upper 60s. So, I mean, yeah. below average could be 60 degrees. So, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what's going to be, you know, most of the days. But it's not, it's, it's not kayaking weather yet, right? I mean, kayaking weather is 70, right? It's kayaking weather. Anybody today. can kayak in the, no matter what temperature you it is. You have a dry suit. <laughs> yeah. As long yeah. as you don't fall in. Well, that's, that's the thing. I see, I'm so afraid of going kayaking because it's like, I, I'm not a water person. You know, if I go to a pool, I'm usually the one that's sitting in the chair and getting some sun. I'm not the one in the water. I'm not much of a water person either, but... Really? I stay in the boat. I'm good. Yeah. Maybe like our water right now. There was... Uh, last time... I went Two weeks ago, I was ice fishing, and uh, there was 40 inches of ice that I was drilling oh, through. Jeez. So I had to put an extension on my ice auger. It was literally... My, my, <laughs> the motor on it was eye level, uh, so I could get... So I, so I could drill down. Wow. But I drove my F-250 out there and parked right there and just dropped the tailgate and pulled it out, and there you go. Hmm. Well, 40 inches, I mean, that's... You, 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 can drive, you, you can drive a loaded tractor trailer out there. Because we talked about that yeah. one time on the, you know, how much how much ice. And you see, like, ice road truckers up yeah. there in Canada. Those are big semis that are, you know, I want to know how they get the camera underneath the water. I mean, right. you know, and they look up. That's what freaks me out. But uh, But I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was really hard my first time to drive a vehicle on ice. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, that's my whole life living in the Ozarks. And, you know, you, you're taught, don't go on the don't ice. On and you don't drive a vehicle on the ice. And there was like 30 inches of ice when I went out there. I mean, you know, I could have driven, a, like I said, a tractor trailer out there. And it was still hard to drive on it because it's just the whole mental block. I could block. see that. I could see me not ever wanting to do it just because. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. Well, it's April. So if anything, I I really don't think we're gonna get freezy frosty stuff here yet. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm just not feeling it. I mean, we're almost to May, even though we had that May fourth. I keep bringing up the May fourth where it kind of snowed, but that one was a year. Long, yeah, one that was year a long we time had ago. snow on May. 4th. We've had eighty. I mean, our 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 weather station hit eighty five something the other day. I mean, I'm ready. I'm I'm with Corey. I'm ready. Let's get some more severe weather going on here. Don't have much to talk about. What do we have any severe weather to talk about? We didn't. We had a severe storm on Friday. Friday. That's oh yeah, right. I, I saw that storm because they made me go back to Dallas. Oh, was that when and you were I flying? And I slept. In? I slept in the Dallas airport that night. Oh. oh. <laughs> because because we had a severe storm. Yeah, they wouldn't let us land in Springfield, and so they circled and did loops in Arkansas, and they wouldn't let us land in Springfield, and so I had to go back and sleep in the Dallas airport. Well, that's nuts. Yeah, it was no fun. <laughs> and that's why I don't fly. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, sneezing and stuff. So let's get to the next segment. <laughs> it is the pollen report, and it's pollinating. 
Everything is pollinating. So pollen.com says the predominant pollens are elm, ash, and oak. So those are a couple that I haven't seen. Um, they, and this is for Branson. They said Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, high pollen. Thursday and Friday, medium high. So it's going down just a little bit. Uh, in Springfield, uh, grasses are high, obviously. Trees are very high. They say mulberry is the top of, of everything. Uh, and maple, oak, and sycamore on top of that. So I guess we can just kind of say everything's pollinating except weeds. There's no weeds out there. My grill was all yellow. I had to clean it off yesterday and I oh. washed the car this morning and it was yellow. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I went to my car, was that yesterday? It looked like it had been fingerprinted like around the handle. No way. Because there, there wasn't anything on the rest of the car. The rest of the car was clean, but all around the handle there was yellow and like yeah. it looked like it had been fingerprinted. You have kids out there. They found me. They, they, they did. They did. Do you have allergies? Um, I didn't until I moved to Alaska. Uh, Wait. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah. Until you moved to Alaska. Yeah, I never had allergy issues here, really, for the most part. What would you be allergic to in Alaska? We're still working on it. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, snow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, it's been some inner ear stuff that I've had issues with. Oh, okay. And, and so they're they're still trying to figure it out. But there's something environmental up there that gives me issues. Huh. Um, and so I do take a lot of allergy medication now because trying to fix that. But um, no, I don't. But my wife does. She has cedar allergy. And so... Okay. Uh, Living in Branson wasn't a great thing. For well, that. yeah, this is not the time of year. <laughs> no, no, and, 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 and I don't miss going out to my black car that I had and seeing green all over my car, you know, because of all the cedar trees. Well, my car's black, and you guys, yeah. your your new van is dark gray, is it? Yeah, all right. I couldn't see y'all pulled in, and the, and the western sky was dark, so we got all those thunderstorms coming. Um, yeah, so we're we're going on with that. <sighs> You know, kind of playing disc golf because I'm I'm a big disc golf guy now, and I'm doing okay. But got to take the allergy pills, or you have to you throw it the wrong way and it goes in the water. And yeah, long story, whatever. Uh, so now we got some new stuff to report on the next segment. The Storm Door Bird Watching Report. Oh, hear that tweet? I like those tweets. Storm Door Weather Bird Watching Report. Well. I uh, talked to my mother. We've got her hummingbird feeder out. Now, she lives in Springfield, but she has not seen any hummers yet. Now, we've been getting reports around here. So, Corey, what are you hearing on hummerage around Branson? I'm hearing that I hung a feeder a week ago and haven't had a hummingbird yet. Really? He got excited today. He thought he saw one. Yeah. But not yet? But the blinds were closed, and I just saw a shadow flying around, and I can't confirm. Oh. Might have been a wasp. I don't know. Well, it was more than a wasp. Oh. <laughs> one of those big wasps. Well, we have uh, one of our longtime followers, Samuel Orris. Uh, I've met him. He's a great guy. He commented and saw that uh, he had a Hummer today. Now, he's in Hollister, just a little south of Branson. He said he had he saw one today. So I think they're on their way. Texas has had tons. Yeah. Well, our yes. friends in Texas had like 20 on they're a video yesterday. not too far yesterday. from Mexico. Right. Where they winter... I have to say, oh, yeah. I, I miss seeing hummingbirds. Oh, really? Well, what birds do you have up there? Well, I mean, there is... Frozen ones. There can... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, really um, cool. <laughs> uh, there, there can be... They, they say hummingbirds up there it's not the same one as here it's not the it's not the red breast it's a different oh, one the, yeah. um I, last year i tried putting out a hummingbird feeder because i'm just desperate to see one and we had a miserably cool summer and i don't think that they made oh. it that far north so if we get a warm summer this year i'm, I'm still, gonna, still gonna hang it out and be hopeful well you're already but, in the 40s right so, yeah. yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah the, yeah the hummingbirds love the 40s um, <laughs> yeah right, exactly um but yeah we, we have a lot of the same birds as you do here and then there's just some different chickadees and all different kinds of stuff um, but we don't have crows. We have ravens, ah. um, and those pesky ravens are yeah. Don't, you can't you can't leave anything out. They will rip open your trash if you leave oh, a wow. trash bag out and stuff like that. They are they, they, they can be they're, they're very much a scavenger. Um, okay, and we have a different kind of jay up there. They call it a camp robber, but uh, it's a it's a it's actually good in the camp because if you drop food, it'll just come and pick it up and clean it up. But oh, it's, it, but it's cool. not a blue jay like what we have here in the in the Ozarks. But there's another kind of jay. Then redbirds, cardinals. You have cardinals? Uh, no, no cardinals. Really? Not that far north. Because that that was a question from one one of our listeners. 
which is my mother, um, she, she was asking me about the birds up there. So yeah. I, I, I figured there would be, and especially if, you know, you have the potential to get to like 100, you know, right. so it's going to warm up. It's going to get up there. But you're high latitude, so exactly. will they go that far? So, you know, and we have a lot of waterfowl. Like the waterfowl is great up there, you know, so a lot of ducks mm. and geese and then uh, grouse and ptarmigan, those kind of things for birds okay. that live there all year long. Nice. Yeah, the geese, mallards, yeah. stuff stuff you find down at, at, at the shores of Taney Como, I guess. Wow. Well, this is very informative. I'm glad you're here. Um, I think we need to get to the weather school. I'm going to get uh, – I pulled this one out. Uh, people have been asking about what does the probability of precipitation. Like you get 30%. Uh, does that mean it's going to rain? Is it going to rain all day? Is it going to rain a little bit? What's going to, what's going to happen? So I'm going to pull this out. So we will get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The forecast calls for mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. So does 40% mean it's really going to rain? Almost every day we hear the National Weather Service mention rain or snow chances for at least one day in the weekly forecast period. 20% here, 60% there. It can be rather confusing. Is there really a difference between 30% and 40%? Well, actually there is. A probability of precipitation, or POP, also referred to as a chance of precipitation or a chance of rain, is a measure of the probability that at least some minimum quantity of precipitation will occur within a specified forecast period and location. According to the United States National Weather Service, a pop is the probability that more than one one-hundredth inches of precipitation will fall in a single spot, averaged over the forecast area. This can be expressed mathematically as, quote, pop equals C times A. So, where C is the confidence that any form of precipitation, like rain or snow, will occur somewhere in the forecast area, and A is the percent of the area that will receive measurable precipitation, if it occurs at all. For instance, if there is a 100% probability of rain covering one half of the city and a 0% probability of rain on the other half of the city, the pop for the entire city would be 50%. A 50% chance of a rainstorm covering the entire city would also lead to a pop of 50%. The pop measure is meaningless unless it is associated with a period of time. National Weather Service forecasts commonly use pop defined over 12-hour periods, or pop 12, through 6-hour periods, or pop 6, and other measures are also published. A daytime pop 12 means from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The probability of precipitation can also be expressed using descriptive terms instead of numerical values. For instance, the National Weather Service might describe a precipitation forecast with terms such as slight chance, meaning 20% certainty, and scattered, meaning 30-50% to aerial coverage. The precise meaning of these terms varies. When the National Weather Service expects less than a 20% chance of precipitation, it will not be advertised in the forecast. If they are confident that non-measurable precipitation is possible, they may advertise drizzle, sprinkles, or maybe even flurries in the forecast. Let's break down these terms and percentages further to better understand their meaning. A pop value of 20% 
the qualifying term would be a slight chance, and the equivalent aerial term would be isolated. A pop value of 30, 40, or 50 percent would be termed as a chance. An equivalent aerial term would be scattered. Now for a pop value of 60 to 70 percent, that usually means likely, and the equivalent aerial term would be numerous. And finally, when we get to 80%, 90%, and 100% of the pop value, you can just pretty much bet it's going to rain. Oftentimes, these seemingly subtle timing and phasing can result in difference between a significant rainfall event and little to no rainfall at a particular location. The probability of precipitation that the National Weather Service advertises tries to take into account the pros and cons for and against measurable rainfall at a certain location. So, when there's a 70% chance of rainfall at a certain location, there's also a 30% chance it won't. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now you should have a better understanding of what pops are. Probability of precipitation. Didn't you find that really interesting? Absolutely. Yes. Isn't that your grandpa? Pops? What? Or oh, pops? <laughs> well, it could be. <laughs> Paw, Paw, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news, and I don't have much. I think Corey's got a whole bunch, so uh, dazzle us with some in other news, and then I'll say my little one. Uh, the uh, Colorado State University uh, Tropical Division, or you know, they have a huge uh, hurricane, I guess it's a tropical weather School there. I don't know. It's a weird uh, yeah, place. To, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a weird place. <laughs> in, to, Colorado. in Colorado. In Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> and they came out with their uh, tropical uh, information. Their uh, Outlook. prediction. Outlook. Yeah. Their prediction. Okay. And uh, it's up there again. Oh, so what are they saying? It, they're they're just saying overactive storms. Uh, I think I think they're only calling for like twenty named storms or something like that. Twenty. That, that's yeah. I mean, that's 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 above average. Wow. It's. Yeah. Less than we had last year, but they they had a prediction last year that was around that number, and then they came out with another one later and said, oh, it just kept going, going more. Okay, so it's still going to be active. All right. Yeah, it's still going to be active, and, and, and I think NOAA's will come out soon, too. They they haven't brought theirs out yet, but it'll, yeah. it'll be within the next couple of weeks. I okay, think. that makes sense. Probably by May. Yeah. So, um. I saved something earlier that I thought was interesting. Let me bring up my saved section here. Okay. Uh, this week, actually this in May, May 4th, uh, something happens to our normals, our normal temperatures, our normal rainfalls, our normal everything when it comes to weather. Uh... They're going to go up. Oh, because, all right, so they're they're doing their 10-year... Reaval for their thirty-year average. It's a thirty-year average, right? And this is when they're going to go into effect. Some of them will be minuscule, but some of them, you know, will make it. They're going to head north or really? a little hotter, a little yeah. hotter than we've been a little hotter the, these past few years than True. in the past. True, and that's going to go into effect. Like I said, May fourth, the hotter Earth, the hotter Earth will be officially become the new normal. So, I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. I don't know how much it would affect our area here because it's a 30-year average, and, and yeah. we still had winters 30 years ago, you know? So Yeah, I think they do a reeval every 10 years going yeah. back to the 30, which um, would make sense. I mean, we, we've been setting records for the, quote, warmest year on record for a while, so that would make total sense that they're going to bump it up. I mean— I agree. It's not going to be dramatic. Like if our normal high is 66, it's not suddenly going to be 70. You know, it may be 67 or 68, but I don't know. What do you have? I have uh, something you were kind enough to uh, let me purchase your little camera. 
Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so I do time lapses. Everybody, everybody that watches our page should know I do time lapses. It's from the iPad, and it's from my bedroom window. And if anybody owns an iPad or an iPhone and know how it works... It will take whatever you time lapse. If you if you leave it, leave it record for 30, 30 minutes or five hours, it's going to compress it into a 30 second or 20, 30 second thing. So if you leave it for five hours and it compresses it, it's going to be very, very fast. So you were kind enough to let me purchase for cheap that, what is it, a DJ up, what is what do you call it? DJI. DJ, DJI thing that I can set it. For certain increments and leave it all day, although it's going to make a long file, but I can take portions of that file now. And then I think we did that for a time lapse uh, when the storms came through. So I don't have to keep monitoring it. If I want to go play disc golf, if it's nice, I can sit it in the window, let it go, and just go play and not have to worry about it. Because mm-hmm. I'm always having to set my alarm. Okay, an hour and a half. Now I got to go and like reset it and start a new file. And then I put them together and I, it's just, it's just long. No. I don't know. So that's that's mine. I wish I had a clear area to do that where I am because oh that'd be fun, especially in the summer because the sun just does a circle overhead. And <laughs> see, so that would be so cool. That would be really neat, uh, you know, to do something like that with it. Oh man, yeah, we need to get him a uh, or weather. Yeah, the weather station yeah, so we can come cool. on and monitor it. All right. What else so you got? Um, three years from now, this week is a big fun thing happening right in our backyard basically maybe drive down to arkansas and take a gander at it you remember we went seven years ago hun and uh looked up in the sky and saw talking to shara yeah yeah uh, (laughs) and the bird started yeah you remember sleeping and she's she wasn't listening I was listening, but anyway, I don't three I went years from years this, th- three years on April eighth is gonna oh, be. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like the birds started sleeping. What? Like they just fell asleep? <laughs> yeah, they just. I got you. I got you. Anyway, no, the bugs started chirping, and I got. I say all that to say this: in three years, we're having another total solar eclipse. Okay? Yes, coolest thing ever. It was. Yes. And this year, we won't have to drive as far to get to see like, it. Like you have to drive to a totality area. Oh yeah. Like, oh, you oh have they're, to. Amazing. they're amazing. I am going. I don't now care. I have better what cameras, so I'm ready to go. Yes. We took our kids out of school. Oh yeah. And went what an hour and a half, two hours, to where we could get we went to, to total. Sedalia. Yeah, Sedalia. Yeah, Sedalia. That was in the total. Um, this is going to be dubbed the Great North American Eclipse this year, or in three nice. years. And that's because it's going to be visible not only from America, but also Mexico and Canada. Will I get to see it? No. Oh. Well, be that way. You can't, you can't if you come back down and visit. Sure, right. There you go. <laughs> no. It's on the other side of Canada from you. Ah, okay. <laughs> like, I went back to work that next day and was like, if you were not in the totality area, like, you missed out. It. The coolest thing ever. Yes. Like, we were in a park. We went to a park in the middle of the day. I mean, like, what time was it that it actually happened? Like, one or two in the afternoon? I don't remember. But, I mean, broad daylight, sunny, hot, everybody playing in the park. And all of a sudden, it starts going, like, a little bit dark. And, like, all of the bugs start chirping. And it's, like, just like a a summer night. It was weird. The the streetlights all came on. And, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. boom. It was dark. It was like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and it's pitch black out here. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I've 2024. 2024. I think Mountain Home, Mountain View, that area would be a good place to drive down there. See Isn't it going through Fayetteville or close to Fayetteville? Um, I see. have that graphic on my on my other computer in there. It, it, I kept it. I would I say mean, more close. Fort Smith. Fort Smith-ish? Okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to totality this year. I didn't go last year. My wife was really sick. So I went to Springfield with my mom and we got, you know, the glasses and we looked and saw the little dips. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I want to experience what y'all. It was cool. Yes. Like, I mean, I thought it was stupid. We were taking the kids out of school and I thought it was ridiculous. And we had one pair of glasses to share between all of us because oh, really? that's all we could find. Oh, no. <laughs> but you didn't need them once. Like, if you were in that area of totality, you didn't need Unless glasses. you were looking right at the sun, which we did. But, I mean, no. like, we waited till it went completely dark. And then you could look at it and it made that little diamond ring. And Wow. You could probably find some of those fire. now for like a quarter that's on eBay. That's why I'm right? thinking. Like, we need <laughs> to get, stock get up a whole now. bunch now. <laughs> <laughs> 
high school bought enough for all of their students. The high school and the junior high really? bought enough for all of the students. So anyone in school, they took all their students out on the football field and had them look up. But it'll probably be cloudy. Oh, don't say that. It can happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, we it thought can. it was going to be cloudy that day, but it ended up clearing right where we were. Because I think I still have the graphics archived from when we did that. Yeah. We, we had a day watch, and I would go to the IR uh, uh, GFS and try, you know, try to think: Is it going to be? Is it going to be? Yeah, it, it that, better not. No, that, that's like up where we are. Like when you have uh-huh. a night, when you know the northern lights are going to be really pretty and it's cloudy. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, come on, you know. Is it like every night? Or no. Just, okay, so no. just some nights. Yeah, then. some nights. Yeah, but still. They say if I would go visit, then they would be the nights that I mm-hmm. wouldn't have to. That would be my luck. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What else you got over there? That's it. That's all. Oh, I that's got. it. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the new segment which I love, and I hope she is ready to go because. Get ready to get educated. It's Shara's fun facts. It's Shara's fun facts. Who knows what she has over there? So, I'm hoping this one isn't too sad. Uh, well. But there's some cool stuff that goes along with it. Okay. We all know we're coming up on the anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. It's oh, like, yeah. It's like... April 14th. Yeah. Coming up. Oh, yeah. 109 okay. years ago. Okay. There's a museum for that. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, okay. Randy, <laughs> okay. the Titanic sunk. There wow. was a really big boat. <laughs> And it sunk. That's <laughs> nice. yeah, right next to the Hughes Brothers Theater. 1,500 anyway. people died. <laughs> okay. So what you got? But I guess that Saturday Live even did a really funny skit. Oh, they did? Go, you got to go watch it. It's funny. Okay. They, they interviewed um, the iceberg that it hit. Oh, it's, I did see that. Oh, very, my gosh. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay. You watched funny. that? I did indeed watch it. I, well, I watched, I watched that it today and you were buying shoes somewhere. I didn't mm. know you watched it. So I was in the van watching it with you. Oh, okay. We were in the car wash. It's getting so. domestic. Gotcha. It always happens. <laughs> eat, okay. eat some more M&Ms. Okay, there you so go. So here we go. <laughs> Titanic was almost as long as three football fields. It had four smokestacks, only three of which actually worked. The fourth one they built just because it made it look better. So it didn't do anything. It was just for really? pretty. Yes. It was for Stuart's like, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> didn't you know that? No. I didn't, I These didn't are all know things that. like I remember reading, but it had a total of whopping four elevators. Like, oh, wow. you think of a cruise ship today, like they have tons of elevators, four elevators for that entire thing. Mm-hmm. One heated swimming pool, a gym, two libraries, and two barber shops, because that's important. Wow. Each day, the passengers and crew used 14,000 gallons of drinking water. Um, the Titanic's engines used more than 800 tons of coal each day. The ship's top speed was 24 knots, which is 27 miles per hour. It was one of the first ships to have a telephone system and electric lights in all the rooms. It was? Apparently. <laughs> Okay. At least Google says so. <laughs> oh, we'll trust it then. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's on, on the, the internet. internet it's <laughs> the most expensive tickets to travel aboard the Titanic. Are you ready for this? Okay. In now times, our money would be $99,000. Whoa. For a ticket, so, wait, wait, 99, no, nowadays. Nine, now, our money, $99,000 was the equivalent of what some of the people paid. Um, yeah, I don't want to do that. Let's see. Took three years to build, cost 7500000 equivalent to $400 million today. Eight of the 3,000 construction workers who were paid a whopping $10 per week died during the construction. Mm. How sad. <clears throat> right. I'm reading there's more. I have some a bit of a tidbit to add on to you. Ooh. I don't not to one up my wife or anything like that. Well no, you, you definitely you don't want to do that. No. May may I break in here? <laughs> Why did the Titanic sink? Cross the road. Wait. Why did it oh. sink? Because it hit an iceberg. Well, 
It wasn't built properly. <laughs> because it hit an iceberg. Yeah. But uh, the other ships didn't come right away to the they rescue. They did, but they were four hours away. Well, I read that. There's a new study out. Uh, there's a new okay. study in the past One uh, of them had year. turned off. One of them wasn't very far. The Californian was not very far away because they were the first ones that warned them, hey, we're shutting down. We're, they stopped moving because they, they had gotten warnings of icebergs. So they literally stopped moving. But they also turned off their radio signal. Why? I don't know. But so when they radioed the Californian, knowing they were close. Okay, here's they why. Had no radio here's signal. the new oh, study so, so on why they why. didn't answer. Okay. The Aurora Borealis was very uh, bright that night. It was. It was a 10. In effect. <laughs> right? It was right? a 10. Yeah. <laughs> now, the new study says that. While the Aurora Borealis isn't going to affect their radio signals, a solar storm that causes the Aurora Borealis does affect the radio signals. Right. And they right. think that, that the solar, there's a solar storm that was affecting their radio signals to the other ships that night, and that played a role in why they couldn't. I would believe that. That makes sense. Well, there's that lots of rumors sense, that yeah. the captain was ignoring warnings when that they said that is simply not true. He was not receiving them. They said he would have never ignored the. I mean, he was a captain for 40-some years. He was way too good in his field, that he would have never ignored warnings like that. So they said he wasn't receiving them. But then it goes into the hull of the ship was, you know, they're, they're made to where if you get a hole, then you can block off that portion of the ship and the rest of it can still Okay. Flip. But yeah. that didn't happen. It those things didn't work. Where they this could block it off, just keep it in one area, they couldn't do that. It just kept spreading. Not okay. only are radio waves... Uh, Affected by these solar storms, compasses are also they're susceptible to electromagnetic pulses. From yeah, the it's sun. a magnet. It's gonna. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. The storm would have only had they, they had to shift the the uh, apparently the course of the ship by 0.5 degrees, and that's what put them in line for that. They iceberg. actually shifted course because ah. of the warnings. They actually were fine if they would have stayed where they were going. They shifted course because of the warnings and went straight for an iceberg. Had so, they stayed on their original... That's always a yeah, possibility. that makes total sense to me. And they're still studying yeah. that, so... Anyway, there after, after, were keep going. 840 staterooms, nine decks, mm -hmm. 10,000 light bulbs. That's a lot of light bulbs. That's a lot of light bulbs. <laughs> Especially back then. Yeah. They weren't cheap. The cost of a first-class ticket was $4,350. It was $1,750 for a standard-class ticket and... $30 for a third class ticket. Oh, 30 bucks? Okay. <laughs> yeah. just, that's where you share a room with other people and you just sleep on a bunk bed. No, nah, I don't want to do that. Um, the third class tickets were mostly families who were immigrating to the United States. They had literally sold everything they owned to buy their tickets and then have a little bit left over to make it when they got there. Okay. Um, there were... it. Could hold over 3,000 passengers, but there was actually only 13. There was 1,324 passengers. 885 were crew. And there were 13 honeymooning couples. Oh. Is that all? Only 13 hmm. that we know of. Um, wow. Two whole dogs survived. Two dogs? Two dogs survived. And the band played music literally till the ship went under. No. And all of them died. No. Yeah, none of them survived. They played until they went underwater and drowned. They had a violin at the Titanic Museum here for a while in Branson from the Titanic. That, that went. Really? So they found floating. Yeah. Says on April 14, 1912, the Titanic received warnings of icebergs in the area from other ships. The lifeboat drill for that day was canceled by the captain, so the crew had no idea what to do. And not only that, but it could carry 64 lifeboats. 48 lifeboats were originally planned, but this was reduced in number because the decks looked a little cluttered. This meant that 20 lifeboats were actually carried aboard. So it could hold 64 lifeboats, and they took 20. 20. Gee. Hmm. Took 15 minutes for the Titanic to reach the ocean floor, sinking oh, at a wow. speed of around 10 miles per hour. It said when the other ships arrived, the I don't remember the one that arrived four hours later, when it arrived, like, the sea was calm. Like, there's no idea there had been a shipwreck there because... There was just literally... The, it just went down, and then all of a sudden... All it the just, bubbles and yeah, everything I mean, were there. Wow. There was just the floating wow. lifeboats, and that was it. 
And let me see. That's very uplifting so far. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's encouraging stuff here. <laughs> to feed the passengers and crew, Titanic had 86,000 pounds of meat, 40,000 eggs, 40 tons of potatoes, 7,000 heads of lettuce, 3,500 pounds of onions, 36,000 apples, and 1,000 loaves of bread on board. That's a lot. But 3,000 people, so... Well, not really, because there was only 1,500 people or oh. 2,000 people, whatever, including oh, crew. right. Um, all of the engineers and all of that went down with the ship, trying to keep oh. it from sinking. Um, yep, I think I already did that one. I think I'm done. I think that's it. That's it? That's all the uplifting news I have for today. So, share is fun, <laughs> uplifting... Not so fun facts not, today. not so fun facts. I mean, you uh. know, if they hadn't sunk, there's some fun facts there. All right. So well, go go Google Saturday Night Live schedule. Yeah, the, I the actually did say it, it's quite it's, funny. Was, was this from back when Saturday Night Live was funny? No, no this, this was last Saturday. night. No, like this really? Saturday night. It, it hasn't been funny. But it it last hasn't night, been. It hasn't been. But this one was funny. They interview the iceberg. My favorite part was where he's like. Because they keep blaming him, and they're like, you're kind of making yourself the victim. He's like, how did they all die? They drowned in water. Water, that's on you. <laughs> Don't blame me. It was like, kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> anyway, so there. <laughs> so I don't think there was any bad weather on that would no, do the No, they talk about day. it being like clear skies. Those northern lights will get you. I, you know, so Stuart, you got to be careful. Or the man. solar storm, right. anyway. Or solar storm, right. <laughs> like, what is it? There's like, what, there's only a tenth of... What's happening above the water? Oh, the iceberg? iceberg? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, everything below it. It's got to be cold. We, we use that, uh, we use that in the nursing field. At any given time, you can only see a tenth of what we're actually doing. You have no idea the other portion that we're doing in our brain. And, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, whatever. No, that's what she tells the patient. This is oh. what we tell people. Oh. <laughs> if we're sitting at I a desk, it. they think we're bored and we're not doing anything <laughs> when we're actually have a Playing billion. Solitaire. Like a ton oh, of gosh. charting that we're behind on, I know. five doctors calling and families calling that we've got to. Call I don't back. see how you keep it straight. I I admire because we don't That's have any visitors right now, so we have to keep in oh. touch. Like happen to keep in touch with families and call them and make sure they know everything that's going on. It's yep, yep. Fun. Wow. That's why I'm a musician. You just show up, do your gig, go home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I do. I show up, keep them alive for twelve hours. And for twelve hours, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> and then drive home and almost run off the road. You there do. you go. You get there the next morning and you're like, they're still alive. Yay. I did my job. I didn't dumb. do half of the other things on the list, but they're all still alive. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time for the last segment. And since we have a guest, we always give the weather word of the week to our guests. So let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. So, Stuart. We're going to throw it to you. So Great. what is this week's Stormdar Weather, Weather Word of the Week? You know, I wish you'd have told me that beforehand because now i got to try um, to figure out what that says. We don't warn people. Yeah, we don't no, warn people. You don't get to look at the word no, beforehand. That, that's the fun part. Well, that's no fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say isopleth. I'm sure it's an easy word. You got it. Isopleth. So what is an isopleth? My best radio voice? Yes. <laughs> It's a line of constant meteorological value. Well, I'm going to give you another one of those. Because, what does that even mean? Yeah. Okay. No clue. No clue. An isopleth is a broad term. Okay. Have you heard we've had isobar? Sure. Iso I means, remember that. Iso means equal. Bar means barometric pressure. So an isobar <laughs> is a line of equal barometric pressure that they plot on a math. An isotherm is a line of equal temperature. So this is basically an isopleth is a broad spectrum. They want you to draw isopleths. So whether it could be humidity, it could be snow depth, it could be barometric pressure, it could be rain, you know, so yeah, so there you go. An isopleth, I-S-O-P-L-E-T-H. And I have all of these in my library. I have not repeated one yet. The fun part is that we're not allowed to look at the word beforehand. 
See, that's why I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> there you go. You don't get to research it and decide how yeah. to say it. Shara knows at this point. Of course, she doesn't read the outline anyway. It's Corey and me reading the outline, so. No, I'm oblivious. Even though it's right in front of me, I've literally never read I the know. word ahead of time. Yeah, there's been a couple times where it's been completely entertaining when she tries to. It's like, why did you do Last week, remember what it was last week? No. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. No, but it was fun. It was. I'll just I'll have to dig it I up. I think show there was it. one week that I looked ahead, and then I gave myself up. I tried to cheat, <laughs> and I googled the word, and I'm listening to it for it to tell me. And nice. It like blares it over the microphone. They were like, "What are you doing?" So I quit cheating after that, and just like go yeah, with it. But you know what? On some of those, honest to God. I have like researched that and went to YouTube to try to figure out. So it's like I can help you. It's like I, this is what YouTube says. I pronounce. I'm like I think my version is right. Yeah, I'll, I'll find that and show Stuart. Yeah, last week was was pretty entertaining. So Isoplast. So there. How about that? It's awesome. I got a question for Stuart. Okay, Stuart. All right, Stuart. Your son plays baseball. Yep. What's baseball season like in Alaska? Oh, um, good question. Good question, uh, because it is a struggle. And then you throw in this pesky virus, and so now we've been having trouble getting access to gymnasiums, even in the wintertime. And so um, we started... Indoor baseball. Yep. So we started in February with open gyms, and about three weeks ago, we started doing full-time practice. I, I'm assistant coach with the high school oh, okay. uh, there at North Pole, so I, I help ho- uh, coach my oldest. Um, and so, sweet. So we uh, are now doing like six day a week practices in the gym. And so they they do uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays they do weight training, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday they do practices. Um, in theory, when when I left on Friday, uh, they were supposed to go out and to break up the snow um, off the fields um, because <laughs> that, that, that's that, that, that's you don't you don't think about it but but if you don't break it up um, it probably won't actually not be mud until about July wow. because because you need the you need wow. that to clear off uh-huh. so that the the sun can thaw out the ground and let the liquid soak deep enough in that it's not mud on the surface and so um, they were supposed to go out and clear the baseball field of the, all the snow uh, they, they had a, a local company that was going to come do that and so um, you know right now we're in the 40s um, right. during the day. So, so with that thermal, with that thermal, it's going to start, you know, really drying that out, but there's going to be, it's going to be muddy for a bit. And See, so I'm thinking of all the times I sat in a car freezing to death, <laughs> watching my kids practice right? baseball because we start practicing in March and April and it's cold. So like, I can't even imagine Alaska. Yeah. So, like, so get your Eskimo gear on, we're going to go watch baseball. Right. Um, and so we'll be on the field in the next two weeks, probably because they've got them cleared. Um, as long as everything went well there. Uh, and we won't start playing the high school season until uh, the either the very end of April, beginning of May, depending on how the fields thaw out. So the, the high school schedule is fluid until you know what's going on. Huh. And so then you cram um, a baseball season into about five weeks um, and uh, get all your games in and then do state. And state will be right at the beginning of June. Well, I'm looking so. at North Pole, Alaska forecast for this week, and you guys are sitting at 40, basically 48 every day. Yeah. So And, and 20s at night. And yeah. Yeah. 48, 46 on Friday, but basically 22. So, yeah. So that's going to give you some great thaw time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How long is the flight down here? So we flew from Fairbanks to Seattle. That's about a little over three hours. Three hours. Three hours. <laughs> yeah, that was easy for me to say. And then, and then uh, uh, we, we left Seattle and flew to Dallas, and that's about a three and a half hour flight. And then you got the the puddle jumper up here, so hour and Dallas fifteen. Yeah, plus your layover. So uh, it would have taken us about twelve hours um, wow. uh, in travel. That's a long time. You know, by time. the time you do your airports and jumping planes, oh, and all so, that stuff. I mean, there's no direct. You can't go from Fairbanks no. to Springfield Too or St. Louis. No, uh, the the best way coming back home. Um, there's a couple of companies that do an overnight flight, and so you'll get on about midnight or one o'clock and fly into Chicago, and so you'll land in Chicago about eight o'clock and catch that early flight that comes to Springfield. Springfield, and so you can do the overnight and be in Springfield by 10 a.m. Um, oh. And and so so See, that's not 
not like, that. That's not a bad one yeah, at give all. Give me some Benadryl, um, knock me out. I can do it. But 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 those are typically in more in the summertime when there's more flights. Right now, there's not as many flights up there in the winter because there's not as many travelers, and so those weren't and available. COVID. Right? Yeah, that helps yeah. too. How big is Fairbanks? What's the population amount? Yeah, so uh, Fairbanks is in the thirty thousands, but uh, but Ooh. if you took if you took Fairbanks North Pole, and then there's a there's an army base called Fort Wainwright, and then just beyond North Pole there's a um, Air Force base called uh, Ielson Air Force Base. That whole grouping is around a hundred thousand. Uh, we're actually getting a squadron right now of F thirty fives. Um, and so we're going to have 54 F-35s by the end of the year up there and their whole crews and everything. And so it's awesome because we get to watch those fighter planes flying over all the time. And oh, it's, it's, that's cool. And, doing, and they, they do red flag um, at the there. And so there's squadrons that come from all over the world and they do um, competitions and fighting oh, and all that cool. kind of stuff because Alaska has the largest open airspace of anywhere um, so they can really cover some ground. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's in the U.S. I oh. mean, I... Here's one, the Ielson, okay. the Ielson uh, runway. It is an alternate spot for the space shuttle to land because it is, it's like number three because the runway is so long. Hmm. Oh, now this is in Fairbanks. Yeah, just, just south of us. Just, 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 I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like 10 miles from Ielson. Um, it's just south of us. There's, there's tons of cool stuff up there. Yeah, where there's radar sites all over the place, you know, because keyword cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, you know, you know, be, because of our proximity um, to other countries and uh, also uh, that far north, that's why the Air Force Base are so important up there because you can go over the top of the globe and get to so many places, but you uh, also have Russia and China and all that stuff within. Uh, yeah, you can just kind of puddle jump over the North Pole. Yeah, and go to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, because um, from my house to the Arctic Circle driving um, is about 70 miles. That's crazy. That's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, are you getting tired? No, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Your schedule's all messed up. So. Yeah, I worked day shift yesterday. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Of course. I don't know. Well, Stuart? Glad to have you on the podcast. Absolutely, man. anytime. You have anything else you want to add before we wrap this thing up, or coming back next time you come back, we'll we'll have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Or we may have to touch base while I'm up there. Um, you know, that, it's, it's, yeah. it's really cool. If it ain't, so. I wish we had. I wish we could have the ability to like, you know, live stream the your Aurora. You know, if you get a ten, yeah, up there, and we could just live stream it to yeah, our Facebook. Cool. I, you know. Or hummingbirds or, or whatever. Right. I don't know. <laughs> well, Corey, you got anything else to add? Nope. Still waiting on those hummingbirds. Yeah. And Shara's ready for bed. I'm all out of depressing facts for oh, one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank, thanks for that. Yeah. We have to. <laughs> I got to. have to give you one. <laughs> well, if anybody didn't have anything else, then I think we need to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.